Happy Victory Monday, everybody, as we kick off the Bears Coaches Show this evening with head coach Matt Nagy, brought to you by Whipley CPAs and Consultants. Jeff Joniak here with you until 8 o'clock tonight here on News Radio 105.9 WBBM. And coming up in the program at the bottom of the hour, a defensive coordinator, Sean Desai, uh, joined uh, with a guy that's probably bouncing off the walls, thrilled about his defense's performance, a scintillating 20 to 17 win over the Bengals, Matt. One and one off to Cleveland for week three. We got we got to talk about that defense right out of the gate and Sean himself. Yeah, they were they were awesome, Jeff. It was uh, that's the defense that we know, and they were flying around. They were having fun. They were just you know doing what they did all week in practice to to go you know enforce a punt and then four downs and then another punt in the first half and then to have that turnover fest that they had where they had the the fumble recovery, the forced fumble, and then. The three picks in a row. I don't know if that's ever happened with a linebacker, D line, and DB all getting an interception in, in this, you know, in, in one game. Well, I got my best man on the job. Our 36-year uh, statistician, Doug Coletti, will will do the math on that one. I I was searching as well. I thought of 85. The 85 Bears certainly had a game where everybody had their hand in something, but the D lineman angle is the tough one. Yeah, you know, or yeah, Lovey's that- Lovey's defense. Uh, but we'll, we're gonna find that out. But that but that does speak to a larger discussion about the defense because as these plays these impression plays were being made throughout the game I mean my the roster was checking boxes it was a a whole unit like you said they were swarming and I first thing and and I may even said this in the broadcast because it really was like a hornet's nest stirred up yeah no it wasn't and that's what I loved about it was they went out and they did it and you know, I, I keep talking about practice and I just got to credit the coaches and I got to credit the, the, the guys there in practice that when you do that in practice, you do it in the game and they did it and, and you felt it and to get those turnovers. And I wish we could have taken advantage of the short field that we had on offense. And I'm sure we'll talk about that. But, you know, these guys, they came out, they have fun. They had swag. They got they turned they, they got the football from them. We won the turnover battle. Uh, we hit their quarterback. We stopped the run game and we won the game. You know, you like the way practices typically go, but deep down in your heart, do you know some weeks eh, just just wasn't the best and it showed on Sunday? Well, I think that's it's very normal to to at times like you just always we all have to check each other, right? And and it's it's my job as a coach, it's our job as coaches to make sure that we stay on those guys and 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 that we we watch the film and we see where we're at. And and so those guys practice, they practice hard a lot. But we just wanted to emphasize it, and then they saw the results. Can't get into scheme. We won't get in it with Sean later either, because but but a lot of it was pre- prevalent, and you could see it. A lot of mixes and coverages. A lot of a lot of things happening on the defense. At, at times, I was trying to stay on top of it myself. Where's everybody winding up uh, at the snap? And uh, that clearly is something that Sean has gotten his uh, wheelhouse right now. I think he made a great adjustment. I think he did some different things with the with the players in that front seven. And it makes it hard on a quarterback when you have moving parts. And uh, we did that. And then the guys got to go make plays and the guys made plays. So it was a great combination of scheme, a great combination of execution by the players. And uh, they put it together and and they they had a lot of fun. Bears head coach Matt Nagy here on the Bears Coaches Show. It's brought to you by Whipley CPAs and consultants here until 8 o'clock tonight. Let's talk Roquan Smith because I got to give it to you. You've been talking about it since the offseason program where his star is rising and uh, the plays are starting to add up now. And this is a guy that was around the entire offseason. I really believe he loves the building. He loves being there. He, he loves being a Chicago Bear. He loves this city. And, and that, I think that's a guy who's now hitting a real comfort zone in his 
maturity and where he's at as a rising player in this league. No doubt. And you, you know, more than anybody, this, uh, this city and the history that we've had with defense and middle linebackers. And when you have uh, these middle linebackers that come and play on these great defenses, uh, he can definitely carry the torch for them. And he's, he's, he's special now. He is really, really growing into uh, an unbelievable player. And when he, when you make a play like that and you just pick, you intercept the football, but then you make a running back miss, run down the sideline, you got help with your buddies down the sideline, and you turn it into a touchdown. Those are special plays. Those are game-changing plays. And, and uh, that's why he's here. He's worked hard to get to this point. He's really helping us out. I'll ask Sean later in the hour about this, but if you were to analyze that play, say you were in the booth, okay, and you were on television as a, as a Bears analyst. You were doing Tom Thayer's job, breaking down that highlight. To me... The best part of the whole thing, yes, he caught the football, but that first step, he had the footwork of a David Montgomery there getting past Joe Mixon. That was immediate reaction. Boom. It was instinctive, right? Right? That, oh, to me, was no, the best part of the whole thing. No doubt about it. Number one, he caught the ball, right? Because a lot of these defensive guys, they can't catch. So he, he, caught, he, <laughs> caught, he caught the ball, number one. And then number two, he was fleet. He was uh, – like, like you said, fleet of feet there where he was able to make Joe Mixon miss. And then, then he started bursting. And then all of a sudden he felt like he was back there in high school with that ball in the left hand and running down the sideline with the guys blocking for him. And he scored a touchdown. So it, it was awesome. See, that's it right there. A left hand is I, – I didn't even evaluate that part because Burrow wasn't going for the tackle. He was going for the strip. So that was critical right there. Outstanding play front to back. To me, that's like the, the guy – the power hitting a uh, power hitter in baseball hitting a grand slam, and now everybody's juiced up because the defense played furious after that. All right, what's the latest on Andy Dalton? And uh, if healthy, will he remain the starter this week against the Cleveland Browns? Yeah, absolutely. So you know we're still working through the results of where he's at this morning with the MRI and, and all that. And you know he really toughed it out yesterday. I know he was a little bit sore, um, and so we'll see and know more tonight. If he is healthy, he will be the starter. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll work through all that and get more results uh, later on tonight. That drive, although aided as well by an Eli Apple um, penalty, which that counts to me as a big pass play, uh, that, that was the play that basically, in the end, gave you the lead you never gave up. So the, the critical aspect of that, to start fast, is what you and I talked about in the pregame show, was something you really needed. And, and it really set the tone for the whole day. Yeah, that, that's a good point. And, you know, that that was really good for our, our offense to have a 10 play drive. And here, here's so if you keep it really simple and you say, OK, that first drive versus every other drive that you had, because because Jeff, the very next drive, we had a 15 play drive that resulted in zero points. So that first the first drive, we had 10 plays. We got a touchdown, no penalties, three for three on third down, one for one in the red zone. We had a 10-yard play, a 17-yard play, a 32-yard play, and an 11-yard play within those 10 plays. And so that's good football. Uh, then we had the 15 play, and, you know, we had penalties, and we had some stuff called back. That, that's the difference in you know, the, the rest of the game. Snap is back, four-man rush, Dalton to throw. A conviction throw over the middle, on the post. Allen Robinson, touchdown! Touchdown, Bears! Welcome back to the Bears Coaches Show. It's brought to you by Whipley CPAs and Consultants, a proud partner of the Chicago Bears. Learn more at whipley.com. Allen Robinson's touchdown catch, the 40th in his career. Andy Dalton's throw. Uh, uh, in the highlight, you hear me say, I mean, I just couldn't help myself. <laughs> 
He's getting rid of the ball. And I said, a convicted throw. <laughs> that's what it was. Yeah, that's exactly the way to describe that, right? It was. Yeah, it was a great throw. And, you know, down in the red zone down there, there's traffic throws. And not every play is wide open. So you got you to gotta be on time. You got to be in rhythm. And then you got to have a contested catch. And that, we had all that happen. We had protection. Andy made a good decision, made a good throw on time. And then A-Rob made a heck of a catch. And he's probably pulling his hair out on a, an absolute beautiful strike from Justin Fields to the end zone later on in the game. Yeah. You know, it, it's uh, all these years we've been here with A-Rob and you don't see that very often, you know, and we get we get spoiled. But every now and then you'll you'll have that. And I know he him more than anybody would want that back. But at the same point in time, we'll never stop throwing those to him because he's a special player. Oh, he once led this league in touchdown reception. So that is certainly something he's capable of doing. Let's talk David Montgomery's day. I think uh, you knew and everybody watching that Bengals defense against Alvin Cook and the Minnesota Vikings, they, they've loaded up. They've loaded up on size, two 350-pounders in there and a very active Larry Ogunjobi. So it wasn't going to be easy running the ball up the middle on these guys, and that proved to be the case. However, once again, this young man got, I think he got 44 yards after contact, and it wasn't big chunks of yards. This was grinding. This was a grinding yeah. running game. It, it was, and that David's built for that. He, he makes guys miss. He has great contact balance, and um, and so I, I really appreciate all those yards after contact because they do make it hard. And, and they went out and made it. They had a, a big emphasis on changing up some of their D line from last year, and they're going to stop the run. So that that was uh, challenging for us, but we were able to, to to still have have those attempts. Frankly, it's a, a great precursor for what is the AFC North. I mean, those teams are built that way. Baltimore the same. Cleveland now the same. Uh, Cincinnati and uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. So those are all opponents coming up on your schedule. Uh, so let, let's talk about the offensive line. And, and I, I got to give a tip of the cap to Jason Peters, man. That's a pro. That's a pro. Left the game last week, comes back, plays the full game in the heat. No doubt. Uh, he's, he's a special player, even at 39 years old. Um, he's somebody that he, he, he speaks volumes to these guys on, on the offensive line and our offense in general of being able to tough it out. Uh, that was huge for us to be able to get him in that game, and I thought he did a great job. All right, let's save some time here for your rookie quarterback, Justin Fields. Uh, no kidding, you know, got to be ready at any moment. That certainly was the case for him. Uh, some some good things, some things need work, uh, which you would expect from a rookie quarterback without a week of prep. Break it all down for us and how you looked at it. Yeah, no, he he did a uh, he did a really good job coming on in in that situation and. Um, you know, for, for me, just getting the plays into him and him being able to get in and out of the huddle. You guys know we talked about it in training camp. We talked about it in OTAs that that can be a starting point for him to, to get good at. And he, he's done that. Now the next part is now making the play work. And so what a great time for him to be able to see some defenses and make some plays. And again, there's some learning experiences in there that, that we're, he's going to learn from and we're all going to learn from. But he definitely got better. Nothing can surprise him at this point. Uh, he's been so, you know, raised to be this, you know, right from high school. Uh, but in conversation you had with him at maybe today or last night, how was he feeling about it all? Yeah, that's probably what's what's the neatest part of all this is, you know, you, you could look at his numbers and, and, and he'll, he'll tell you, and, you know, he knows he can play a lot better and, and he's hard on himself. He's his biggest critic. Um, but that's what you love about him because, yeah, there's some things that he can do better and he can learn from. And we all can help him with that. That's our job is to make sure we help him. But at the same point in time, we also know the good things that he's done. And that scramble that he had at the end of the game where he had he had him the, the, the defensive end flying in the air to try to tackle him. And he 
brushed them off and then, and then bursted away from the next guy and, and got the first down. That was huge. And not many guys can make that play. Right. I, I mentioned that on our Bears game night live show, because when you when you get a closer up view of it, Trey Hendrickson is long. He make you know, he just slipped off. He's thick legged. Yeah. It's not some narrow base quarterback. He's strong, and I'm sure he's even going to get stronger over the course of his career. So that allows him to break tackles as well. It was an awkward landing. I thought yeah. for a second, ooh, that's not yeah. good. Because he probably wanted to slide, but he got hit from behind, and that changed the whole thing. It probably scared him as well. I, we talked to him in the postgame show, and he kind of laughed about it. But that, that those are the kind of things that probably – that's why you have no hair on your head. Because <laughs> things that you can't control happen yeah. in an NFL yeah. game. Yeah, when we were watching it uh, this morning, watching the tape, you know, you, you, you do that because we saw it. It was right on our sideline. And then for that to happen, you definitely hold your breath. Low snap, fakes the handoff to Mixon with Ogletree in his face. Oh! It's intercepted. It's Blackson at the 10, down to the 9. That is three consecutive interceptions. The pressure comes home on Alec Ogletree's near sack and an interception by Angelo Blackson. Single-game Bears tickets are available. Cheer on the Monsters of the Midway live at Soldier Field this season. Visit chicagobears.com slash tickets for more information. Just heard the Angelo Blackson interception with Bears head coach Matt Nagy. I'll tell you what, that's as athletic a play as you're going to get because he showed some moves as well. And, you know, hey, there's room for guys like that on your offense a time or two. Angelo Blackson. I mean, that was a pro move right there. Squeezing that ball, keeping it high up in the air away from anybody to take it away. That was reactionary all the way around. It was. And it it all started with Ogletree with his blitz. And then he got his hands up in Joe Burrow's face and and was able to tip the ball. And then, like you're saying, to be able to, to catch that ball, uh, come down with it and it actually like he actually like bobbled it then caught it but then the next part too is just he kind of <laughs> he kind of raised the ball up a little right. bit like he that's was what I'm like saying a, a pretty good athlete and started running I thought he was going to high step into the end zone but he did a great job ball security went down and then as any big man does he's going to celebrate afterwards yeah you know he's been a, a very impressive addition I know he led uh, the Arizona Cardinals in pressures last year you think of a guy like that just simply as a run stuffer but he can collapse the pocket and now uh, he's had a couple of nice starts to these uh, to this season, and now you're bringing Mario Edwards back into the mix. And the only word I could think of describing Mario as he comes off the suspension, the NFL suspension, is violent. He plays violent <laughs> football, right? Yeah, without a doubt. I think that's a perfect word for him. He is he's violent, and he loves every part of the word violent. I mean, he is he is coming to uh, sack that quarterback and uh, and do his thing. So that'll be good to get him back. And knocking on the door, Eddie Goldman, he was uh, a game-time decision last week. Uh, so maybe he comes back, too, and that would even strengthen this thing even further to help your rotation up front. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I mean, you think about the way our defensive line has been playing, and to be able to get those two two guys back would be great. All right, uh, let's talk more about uh, just the offense in general. Clearly, there's still growth potential here, no matter who's quarterback. And just because of what you talked about, all those little starts and stops, because you need to score touchdowns. Yeah. And that's probably the biggest thing is just with the field position that we had after those turnovers. You know, you're looking at the the plus 39-yard line, the plus 36, the plus nine, and coming away with all that with six points. And and that's where touchdowns, you can you can put the game away. And and that's, you know, we, we got to learn from that. Luckily, we came out with the win and finished it with the four-minute. But in the red zone there, we got to stay away from penalties, keep away sacks, and then just, you know, we got to go ahead and just keep executing. 
no matter if a team wins or loses, and I'm sure you're the same way as a staff and as a head coach, you look at the math, you look at how it all transpired, you look at the game tape, and some things don't add up or, or you know, you win, but so the tight end. That'll be a topic this week, yeah. obviously. Just one time. Yeah, no, I mean, that that's – we got to get to tight ends. That's not intentional. That's that's uh, that's something that we want to always – every week we want those tight ends involved. They're, they're a great weapon in this offense, and so we got to be better there, and that starts with me. <laughs> And the thing about it, you got some emotional guys playing on that unit. I mean, Jimmy shows it all the time on the field. And uh, Cole Komet is right there with him. I mean, th- those are two guys that really want to be a part of the offense. Hey, and they always say they're a quarterback's best friend, right, Matt? Yeah, no doubt. They're, well, those guys, and, and Jesse James, too, and Holtz, I mean, yeah. all, all those guys, it's a great room. And they all just want to do what's best for the offense. And, and they, don't, they honestly don't care about stats, but they do care about helping us win. That's, that's why uh, they've been so great to us. Guy who cares about winning as well and maybe got lost in the shuffle of this went Darnell Mooney. The conversation should be centered on that as well because uh, got himself open. A great throw by Justin, a drop in the bucket throw. One he maybe, I don't know, maybe could have got the other one. I don't know. I haven't watched it all yet. You did, but uh, Darnell Mooney running routes. He wants to be the best at it, and uh, he really created some separation to get himself open from yeah, he's been good. and Justin. Yeah, for both guys. He's been doing a great job with that. Uh, he's, you know, he's he's a phenomenal route runner. And we just had that one that was just a little bit off between those two guys. But I have a lot of confidence. We run that again. They'll, they'll connect. All right, let's talk Browns. Uh, keeping them uh, in a reasonable rushing total, I think, would be your first order of defense because it's an outstanding rushing unit. Yeah, Coach Stefanski does a great job with them on offense. And, you know, Baker Mayfield running the show. and with Chubb and Kareem Hunt, who I was with in Kansas City, and those wide receivers and tight ends. They, they do a lot of different personnel packages. Um, they, they, they are, it's going to start with the run, and then they're going to hit you with some shots and play actions, and that offensive line's good. So we're going to have to bring that same defense that we had this past weekend and, uh, and have our hands full there. They've done a nice job with Baker Mayfield. Uh, not the tallest quarterback, but certainly a confident quarterback, and right now leads the NFL in completion percentage. Yeah, that's that's a good. Again, they they do some really good things, and those guys are, are are working well together. And he's a good quarterback. He can beat you with his arms and his legs. First thing you think of Browns defense, Miles Garrett. Yeah, he's Miles is just such a big, long, rangy defender that you know he can sack you, he can stop the run, he can get in your your throwing lane on the passing game, and so that defense in general that they fly around, man, they make plays. So we're gonna have, we'll, we'll have to bring our A game for sure. All right, Matt, have a great week of practice, and we'll talk to you down the road. Appreciate it. Thanks, Jeff. Take care, man. That's Bears head coach Matt Nagy. We'll have our defensive coordinator, Sean Desai. Coming up next, snap to Burrow. Looking right, throwing right. It's intercepted. Intercepted by Roquan on his horse. 40, 30, 20, 10, 5, end zone. Touchdown. Touchdown, Bears. Head to Fire Bar and Grill in Crystal Lake on Sunday, September 26th for this week's official Miller Lite Away Game Watch Party. Visit chicagobears.com slash fanzone slash watch parties for more information. Back on the program, the Bears Coaches Show, brought to you by Whipley CPAs and Consultants with Bears Defensive Coordinator Sean Desai. Sean, thanks for joining us this evening. Just heard the Roquan Smith pick six, a scintillating journey yeah. to the house uh, for our guy, uh, just a tremendous play all around. Uh, break it all down because not just the, the drop in coverage, the, the catch, but the return because that's a segmented analysis as well, beginning with the move on Joe Mixon, the speed, and then sure. moving the ball. I mean, break it down for us. Yeah, no, I mean, it was it was a great effort by really all 11. I mean, it starts with the rush up front. 
you know, they get, they gave us a unique set and, and ended up going to four by one on the, on the look with the pass. And we got a good, uh, good rush up front. I think the quarterback felt it and kind of threw it where he thought there was an opening and Roquan did a good job dropping and keeping his depth in his zone coverage uh, and obviously plucking the ball. And then getting to the near sideline, kind of all the things we're trying to treat, teach and train these guys, get to the near sideline, uh, keep protecting the ball as they're uh, getting there and then trying to set up the moves on the, on the coverage team, you know, on the offensive guys, because they're not used to tackling. So he did a good job and there was Kindle out there. There was a lot of guys, Alex Ogletree, Khalil Mack had a good block in the beginning. Uh, so guys were just kind of rallying around him and, and trying to caravan him down in the end zone. I brought this up with Matt because Roquan, uh, and I've gotten to know him very well. He, he really loves this city. He loves being there. And he loves the building. He, he was there the entire offseason. And you just kind of had a feeling like, okay, this is, it's always been important to him. He wants to be known as one of the greats. He has great confidence, but he's not going to use his voice to shout from the highest mountaintop, hey, look at me. He's just going to let his play, play go. Is, is that who he is? All of what I said right there, does that encompass where he's at and who he is? Yeah, I think so. I think he's a he's a humble guy. He's obviously been a part of some really good programs, starting with Georgia and then coming in here. Uh, but he's a humble guy. He's a hardworking guy, really a student of the game. And he just wants to grow every day, you know, and you see it with Coach McGovern, the way he's interacting with him uh, and just trying to be a sponge for information, trying to come up extra in meetings. You, he, like you said, he was here all in the offseason. He just wants – more information, more certainty, more detail, more fundamental work uh, to improve all aspects of his game. And it shows, you know, it shows uh, his improvement. And I think uh, as much as he's getting better, there's still a lot of room for improvement for him. And he'll tell you the same thing, which is the exciting part. What was the tone of your conversation uh, the days leading up to Sunday with that unit? Uh, certainly it brought up a lot of attention about the defense and so forth. And, and what impression did you try to leave on your guys that really translated to Sunday? Yeah, you know, the biggest thing was I, I didn't want these guys to press, you know, to go make a play. I think that what they need to do is just trust themselves, uh, have fun out there, and really trust the defense and the scheme that we're asking them to do, and really trust their technique and training. Because uh, when it comes down to it, the fundamentals are the first thing that leads to great defenses. Uh, and so these guys showed that. You know, they, they, you, you saw it on tape where they trusted each other, they trusted the calls, and they trusted the fundamentals of it, and they trusted their training, and they played with a lot of energy. Uh, and then when that happens, that's contagious, you know, obviously just amongst the defense, but, you know, it spills over to the offense, spills over to the special teams. And we want to try to be that spark as much as we can. I think some of the reaction from just uh, enthusiasts, fans, whatever, they, they want, okay, they want to know the coaches in somebody's grill, just, you know, reaming them out about a performance. Uh, but these are grown men. They're professionals. They don't need that necessarily. They're looking in the mirror. And I think, you know, I interviewed Bilal before the game last week, and I could see it on his face. And so I, I said, are you angry? He goes, yeah, I'm angry. You know, and it, it, it showed. They, they know. That's right. They know. Uh, but that, that, that doesn't preclude them from a, uh, a stern <laughs> talking to either now. You know, they know. Uh, they know. But they are professionals, and they know. They know they have a job to do. And we, as coaches, know we have a job to do. And we're all held accountable to that standard. Uh, and I think that's the biggest emphasis. So however we get our message across, whether it's we have to raise our voices or do it in a different fashion, we, we try to use all the methods uh, because the ultimate goal is to just be able to reach these guys where they're at and make sure they respond uh, to the message that we're trying to give them. Snap back to Burrow. Pocket starts to close. Throws over the middle. T. Higgins. Eddie Jackson knocks oh, it free. Ball scooped up by the Bears. Picked up and running right. It's to Sean Gibson. Gibson all the way down to the 40-yard line of the Cincinnati Bengals. 
Eddie Jackson on the force fumble. Bears are in business. Welcome back to the Bears Coaches Show with defensive coordinator Sean Desai. Sean, let's talk about Eddie Jackson. Uh, the force fumble on T. Higgins, the highlight we just heard, uh, that was an outstanding play as well. I know uh, some folks called it the peanut punch. It was not a punch. It was a strip and uh, on, a, on a big guy who's uh, not easy to deal with, T. Higgins. Yeah, no, uh, it, the thing that started with was disguising the play. Eddie got into the post. Uh, and he saw the play, and there was a little bit of separation created there by the receiver who did a great job running the route. But uh, credit to Eddie, you know, he had a nice clean break out of the post. He had a good angle, and I think that that's a big thing when you're talking about a uh, deep part of the field is your angles. And that's a big point of emphasis for us, and he had a nice clean angle at it. And then, you know, we always try to emphasize being physical and tackling at the level of the ball. So when you can wrap at the level of the ball, good things can happen. And he showed that there. You know, he, he got his arms around at the level of the ball. Uh, held on and raked, like you said, at the ball, and the ball came out. And then, obviously, we want to swarm to the finish, and you, when balls bounce your way, like they did for uh, Tashawn over there. One of my favorite plays, though, the game was the run stop on Joe Mixon. So he's at the line of scrimmage. Jamar yeah. Chase, rookie, you know, cut, cut across his face and chopped down a six foot one running back who carries, you know, a lot to him. That's not an easy tackle, even in, with a head of steam going down. So that's one of my favorite plays. How about you? Yeah, no, that, that was a, a really good play by Eddie. Uh, again, you just see his instincts. Uh, he had a feel for the situation. Uh, his preparation throughout the week uh, kind of alerted him to some of the tells that, were, that we felt were there in that situation. And then he went ahead and took his shot. And we want our guys to take shots when they uh, do it within the structure of the defense because we've got some playmakers that can go make those type of plays. And, and you're right, uh, Mixon is a, is a – I think he's a premier back in this league. You know, he's very physical and a downhill runner, and that was a great play by Eddie. From your perspective with players of today, and you've been here for nine years, you've gotten to know a lot of these guys very well. Do they love the idea of being deployed? And, and it could be different every week. So when I say deployed, you're talking about weaponizing, uh, the, the, whether it be the unique coverages, the mix of coverages to try and confuse quarterbacks and, and offenses. But do they get into that a little bit, the chess game, as opposed to just going out there and doing the same thing every week and, and just trying to make plays? Yeah, you know, I think there's a balance. I think a lot of guys do appreciate that, but uh, I think uh, I think they understand that when, when you got to play within the structure of the defense, uh, the defense will allow them to make uh, be variable and have a little variety and diversity. And, and so that's what we try to emphasize is making sure everybody knows our techniques and fundamentals that are required by the defense, and then we can deploy guys uh, in different ways when necessary. Uh, and sometimes uh, that helps really well, and other times you got to play just a very traditional style of defense based on who you're going against. Uh, from a quarterback and receiver's perspective. All right, let's talk about Khalil Mack and Robert Quinn because in many respects, too, you're trying to find a way to unlock their pass rush with all the attention they get, particularly Mack. And, and boy, what a great job lining both of those guys up on one side with a stunt. Uh, that got uh, Quinn home early in the game. Uh, break that down, the philosophy of that, without getting too much deep into your scheme. Yeah, I think it's, it's just, you know, kind of picking back off the question you asked about the deployment of the safeties uh, and different DBs, it's similar. You know, we, we want to try to put our guys in their most favorable uh, positions that we feel like are favorable matchups. And so we're going to continue to look at that each week and it's different by week. Uh, and I think our guys are accepting that. And I think they understand uh, what our philosophy is. Uh, and it, again, it all starts with our players being able to learn the techniques and fundamentals throughout the system, because once they've mastered those, we can use them in different ways. Uh, Bengals head coach Zach Taylor had uh, very, very glowing comments about Jalen Johnson. Said that guy is a great player, and we knew it going in. 
prove that today. So his first career interception, I know it's been on his mind. He said he dropped six last year, and it still lives with him. But you talk about a guy, you know, I, it's, he's an interesting guy because he seems, he acts and talks like a 10-year vet. And it's very important to him. It's, he's serious, man. He's a serious dude. That's right. I think, I think his, he's, uh, it's, it's, it's refreshing, like you said, to see a second-year guy with that type of approach and mentality. Uh, he's real mature, and he's real focused, uh, which is good. You know, he still likes to have fun and everything, but when it's time to play and, and execute his job and, and the defense, especially the coverage, he's taking a leadership role in the defensive back room. Uh, you know, he takes a lot of pride in it. And then, you know, guys that take a lot of pride in their own craft uh, usually uh, end up playing well. And so he, he's, a, he's an example of that. Welcome back to the Bears Coaches Show with Bears defensive coordinator Sean Desai after a nice win over the Cincinnati Bengals. Let's talk about the finish because it got a little interesting there at the end. Uh, let's break down the Jamar Chase touchdown and, and how that worked out on the back end of the defense. Yeah, you know, we, uh, they caught us in a, in a favorable matchup for them uh, in a one-on-one on the outside. And, and uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll be better there with our technique and our break out of the post to help uh, get that one down. And then, uh, we got to finish that tackle to at least give us another chance to play in the red zone. Uh, and so uh, that's a good learning experience for us. Um, we're going to continue to emphasize that, but um, uh, you know, it, it'll, and then we'll mix up the coverages to try to avoid those big plays. This is the first time. I don't think anybody's really asked you this, but how, how is it settling in as now the defensive coordinator in terms of, you know, time management and how you go about your business. I mean, you've been trending toward this direction your whole career, but now that you're two games in the regular season into it, how is that working out for you and how you look at, at it as you look yourself in the mirror on it? Yeah. I mean, so far so good. You know I mean? Obviously <laughs> uh, the, the, the results are the results, you know, week one, we want to be better in week two. Uh, we had pretty good results. So, you know, we're just trying to look for some consistency and build that throughout the season. It's a long season. You know, we're only two games into this 17 game season. So uh, as you know, uh, it's a marathon and we, we want to make sure we're pacing ourselves appropriately uh, to win the games on a week by week basis that we need to win. And so, Obviously, we got a tough opponent uh, with Cleveland coming up, uh, and um, we're excited for that opportunity. All right, let's talk about that. It's time to look ahead. Brought to you by Bet Rivers, the official sportsbook partner of the Bears. Uh, they have Baker Mayfield at quarterback. He leads the NFL in completion percentage, and the Browns may get Odell Beckham Jr. back, but may have lost uh, Jarvis Landry. That is uh, another healthy dose of uh, weaponry there that the backfield alone sticks out, but so does Baker Mayfield. How do you look at it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think they're built really well. Their whole team is built really well. You know, they've got a lot of explosive weapons. Uh, like you said, starts with those two running backs uh, and they can really set the tempo up front with them. Uh, and, and I think coach Stefanski does a great job uh, scheming and game planning uh, to get those guys in spots where they can gain some yards and then their play action game and explosive uh, pass game is, is a, uh, is as good as anybody else in the league. And they've got the weapons uh, to do, especially with Odell being able to come back as well. And Baker's playing uh, top-notch ball right now also. So it'll be, a, it'll be a fun, exciting challenge for us. He's excellent at selling that play action at the bare hand shows. Got the head bob, football <laughs> on the hip. He, he's got That's it right. down, right? That's right. That's right. And, and they, yeah. they do a good job. I mean, the system is built off the run and the play action off of it. So uh, we got to be really good with our eyes and our fundamentals. And just for yesterday's win over Houston, 11 target, 11 catches by the tight ends for the Cleveland Browns. Now, that varies, obviously, week to week, but it certainly gets your attention, doesn't it? That's right. They, they, they've got uh, all their skills. You know, we talked about the running backs and receivers, but the tight ends are active, and, and they've got a lot of them up, a lot of them that they use 
uh, in a variety of different roles. So uh, we got to be good at all levels of our defense. Uh, and it'll be an exciting challenge for us. All right, Sean, appreciate all the time. Thanks for joining us. Congratulations, and we'll talk to you in a few weeks. All right. Thanks, Jeff. See you. That's Bears defensive coordinator Sean Desai. That's a wrap on tonight's show. Thanks to Bears head coach Matt Nagy and defensive coordinator Sean Desai, along with our producers Jordan Treadup, Andy Gersher, and Keith Johnson. We'll have the Bears and the Browns coming to you from Cleveland on Sunday, 9 a.m. pregame and a noon kickoff. That'll do it for tonight's show. This is News Radio 105.9 WBBM. Have a great night, everybody.